Hi, welcome to the Plot Twist Design Business Podcast. My name is Kelly Collier-Clark. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Kayanda Powell of Kayanda Powell Design Studio. Kayanda Studio is based in Washington, D.C. Stay tuned and let's get started. Hi, Kayanda. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here with you today. <laughs> of course. I'm excited. I've been trying to get this coordinated for a while, so I'm happy <laughs> we were able to coordinate today. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. So we have a packed conversation planned. So before we get started, if you can just introduce yourself and tell our listeners about your firm. Sure. So my name is Kayanda Powell of Kayanda Powell design studio based here in Washington, D.C. I like to think of myself as the creative in chief, also known as the principal designer of my firm. And I focus on um, residential interiors and some smaller boutique commercial interiors as well. Okay, awesome. So, of course, I know you personally now, mm -hmm. and I do. I definitely did my homework and mm -hmm. read your bios and different articles you've been featured in. But can you share with us how did your design journey begin? Yeah. Well, I like to say it really started when I was a child. I mean, I think I come from a family background that's super creative, um, whether it's music or the arts. And so there's always been an interest in things that were artistic to me. Um, so as a child, you know, I was the one that would always rearrange my room or try to make pieces of furniture out of cardboard boxes and <laughs> and things like that, you know, mm -hmm. decorating, you know, I remember making my own curtains and pillows when I was in high school, like just all of those types of things. So calling the facilities manager in college to, to tell them, okay, now we're going to change this to a loft style bunk bed situation. And my roommates... <laughs> were over me let me tell you they were like again they just did this three months ago so oh my god it was constant you know I was always just busy doing something like that so I mean the interest was all always there I kind of took a detour from studying sociology and working in child welfare uh, minoring in Spanish and then saying you know what I really want to follow my passion and, and go back to school for design so I did I went back to study at a master's program Mm -hmm. at Marymount University in Arlington, Virginia. Um, and I remember I was working two jobs, going to school, um, just, you know, just determined to break into this design field. And um, my goal was to focus on hospitality design at the time. And that's exactly what I was able to do. Um, took an internship working with an hotel company and, um, did that work with them for several years and then moved into another small um, design build fabrication firm that also did um, some hotel work, but mostly restaurants and lounges and things like that. And then eventually um, started my own thing almost mm -hmm. four years ago now. It's crazy how time flies and we're still here. 
so wow much. So that's good <laughs> yes that's amazing I don't think I knew all of that story but <laughs> so that's great and so that prompts another question though uh-huh. So you know how people talk about all the time that education does not necessarily prepare you for the business side of things, but Mm -hmm. do you feel that your experience working for the, having some um, background in working in design first before you started the firm, do you think that prepared you to handle the business side better? No, because I didn't study business administration. (laughs) Okay. I feel like, um, man, if I had, this would be a completely different setup and conversation, but I'm, I'm grateful for the journey and the path that I'm on right now because I'm learning lots. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like, you know, having the background or at least having the technical um, know or um, skills from going to school definitely prepares you in some way of just knowing kind of what what the parts are, you know, how to, mm-hmm. how to play the game in terms of design, but in terms of business, no, like there, there wasn't any of that. I think from what um, I've sat in on a couple of um, class um, sessions via zoom in the last few years at Marymount. And I think that they have since changed things to include more business for those who want to go out on their own, which I think is amazing because mm-hmm. that was not something that was a path for us. Um, it was always just kind of, you know, thought that, you know, you kind of finish the program, you go work for a firm, whether it be a large commercial firm or a smaller residential or have you somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just grow your experience through that. And then whatever happens after that is, is you know, what mm-hmm. happens. So it wasn't something that I necessarily strive to say, okay, well, I want to run my own design firm one day. I always wanted to just work for the best of who was out there, you know? Okay. And then, you know, right before starting my own, it was like, man, like I'm, I'm tired of helping others kind of do their thing, grow their stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, dedicating my super, you know, valuable weekends and long nights to, to their cause. And it was time yes. to then turn that over and, and invest in me okay. and, and my talent. And so that was how it came to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting because a lot of times I, I hear this a lot, like people really didn't intend to have their own or start their own, or it was like a big aha moment, which mm-hmm. it sounds like that was an aha moment for you. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me build my own dream because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really, I'm amazing. So let me be amazing for me, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that, cause I, this is my, you know, to be honest, my second time trying this and so Mm -hmm. this time it seems to stick the first time I don't think I was mentally there again not having that that business background not really knowing how to do that I just knew I wanted to create and Mm -hmm. it was at a time the first time when I wanted to go out on my own it was at a time where um you know the market had crashed everyone's kind of suffering through you know that recession and trying to figure out trying to get jobs trying to you know it's like well let me just do this for myself. Other people do it. So I took a risk and, and tried. I don't mm-hmm. typically talk about it that much because it really mm-hmm. didn't last that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I might've had like one or two projects and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And then went and got a job. But this time around, I felt like I had a little bit more in my tool belt in terms of project management, um, seeing, you know, 
having the transparency to work within that company to see how the numbers work, um, being a part of suffering some of those losses. And sometimes when you work for a small company, Mm -hmm. you might have to eat some of that cost in some way. And I did, you know, Mm -hmm. I had to eat some of my own mistakes and that wasn't fun, Mm -hmm. but it was valuable to say, okay, I'm not going to do that again. It's like putting your hand on some fire and, you know, you don't want to touch it no more because you don't want to get burnt. Yes. Yes. So in the, in the moment I'm like, I can't believe she's making me pay for this mistake. And then I'm like, you know what? She's a small business. It was a big mistake. Let me just go. I understand. Okay. Why I had to do that. So, or a portion of that. I didn't pay for the whole thing, but a portion of it. (laughs) Right. But you know what? First of all, I commend you for sharing it. And I Mm -hmm. thank you because we, we all read the memes on Instagram about failing forward. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to hear that. It sounds Mm -hmm. nice, but Mm -hmm. nobody likes that. And Mm -mm. to your point about paying for a mistake, I mean, this year, last year, I paid for a couple of my own mistakes mm-hmm. and it, it like you said it hurt because it was like dang <laughs> right it's not fun kelly no like, it's I, not i remember like the first year of starting this business mm-hmm. um had to then pay for another mistake that mm-hmm. really wasn't my fault but since i brought that person to the table i'm like okay i feel like i have some ownership in this you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bending over backwards just to make a client feel taken care of is kind of a part of the job in in some ways, depending on how you work it, right? But I just, you know, I'm new. I'm trying to make sure that mm-hmm. that this, whatever this mistake is, kind of stops there. We fix it. We, we own up to it. I just remember being so disappointed because there was a second phase of that project that I ended up not getting mm. for various reasons. Um, but it was so hurtful to me that mm-hmm. I went to this depression. I remember just kind of like, Oh, I don't feel like working today. And I would just lay on the couch. Oh, I don't feel like doing it today. And it was like a few days of that. And then it became, I'm going to just take it out on some canvas. And I remember <laughs> starting to like paint and I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? I'm not like, I don't consider myself to be an artist in that way, mm-hmm. but it needed to come out. And yes. it was a moment where I'm like, okay, in this moment, I'm not thinking about the screw up that just happened. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get this stuff out and create something beautiful again to kind of get me back in the game. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was another moment to, <laughs> to yeah. share, but yeah. But it's true because honestly, when you're, I feel like when you're really passionate about something, it hurts more. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me it was really a silly mistake because I missed the window of a return policy so I had and for a damaged (laughs) item so I was like are you kidding me so you want me to pay a thousand dollars for a night table I'm not doing it so I had to literally it was house pro Mm -hmm. and they gave me no leeway Mm. even though I've spent money with them they gave Mm -hmm. me no leeway for that missed 30 day window um, and I explained to them, well, it was a renovation going on. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to hear it. They probably and, and they were right. I should have probably just looked at it before now, like at that moment. So they ended up crediting half, mm-hmm. but I still had to pay half to replace this nightstand. It's so so ridiculous. it was like and what? throw a receiver in that mix. Mm, you think about some of these narrow (laughs) windows because some of them have like 14 days i'm like what am i supposed to do with 14 days it takes 14 days to get that package off the truck right tell me i gotta (laughs) i gotta let you know something within 14 days and the receiver hasn't even opened the box yet like oh my god there's so many of those type of situations that blow my mind and send my fingers into like 
overdrive exactly. like customer service get the rep get the exactly you know, everybody everybody get involved in this so yep. yeah, and the thing is it, it taught me though because it mm-hmm. was at a time where I had lost I had, you know mm-hmm. had a death in a family mm-hmm. then was getting married and still trying to do all the things but that was partly what propelled me to hire some help because yeah. had I had help Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else could have drove because his project was also out of town. He could have drove to Delaware for me mm-hmm. to look at whatever mm. needed to be checked. So, but yeah, I won't do that again. <laughs> right? I know. Promptness. I won't forget nothing. Yes, I hear oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so now <laughs> let's just talk about DC um, in general because it seems like a really affluent area to mm-hmm. those of us who don't live there anyway. Mm-hmm. But. How have things been for the demand for business since the pandemic? Well, I don't know that it's been necessarily more of a demand mm-hmm. um, for me personally. The demand has is, is been there. It's been a matter of like when we can get it in the queue. <laughs> okay. Like when we can, when we can like schedule this or, you know, what phase of the project or what have you. Um, I will say that I've been very fortunate um, over the last few years to pick up some some clients that um are in the dc area that i truly enjoy working with truly you know have decent budgets where we can kind of really create it's not the sky's the limit but you know Mm -hmm. there's there's a little less limitations in terms of what we can choose from which is good Mm -hmm. um but I'm still not the person that's going to try to break the bank, even though some of them might disagree with me <laughs> and say, okay, calm down. <laughs> right. But um, I'll, I'll just say that it's, um, yeah, it's been good. But I also still have clients that are, you know, not in the D.C. area, both on the residential and commercial side, which has been good, too, because I do enjoy traveling and um, I haven't been able to do much of that you know, in the last few years, like most people, but definitely looking forward to, um, you know, picking that up and having some wheels up moments and going mm-hmm. out and seeing these projects and, and um, you know, creating beautiful things. But yeah, the, the city, it's definitely booming. The money's there. Um, so I have some lots of repeat clients who are either getting new homes or having other properties or other phases of the, of the job that they want to do. So it's, it's unfortunate. I'm definitely fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Repeat clients. That's a blessing. <laughs> That's a flex ain't a blessing. Yeah. Like, Cause it's like, okay, good. I didn't screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever screw ups I did have were minimal compared to what the outcome was. So yeah. we, we love also, that. <laughs> they were very happy yes. to me because yes. I'm sure if they spent that level of money with you once mm-hmm. and they're coming back for mm-hmm. round two, mm-hmm. then that says that speaks volumes to you. And um, so before we do go on and on about the business, I want to pause and talk about journey, the real journey, the, the new journey. journey. <laughs> How is it balancing as a new mom? Oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm so tired, <laughs> girl. A one year old, Ooh, right? Oh yes, my. he's 13 months and some change. And that's wow. um, my handful of handsome, I'm telling you. He like, is adorable. I can't. Thank you. I can't. And he like stole my whole baby face too, which I've, yes. like, I've been like looking at pictures. I'm like, he doesn't look like me. As oh, he looks exactly like you People to see me. It, but I don't see it. But I look at my baby pictures and I'm like, oh yeah, that's my whole little face. It is, but Kayanda, you still have a baby face in there too. Like you, <laughs> come on, we don't look like our age. So 
stop playing because he looks exactly like you. <laughs> but and he has a adorable. lot of my personality too. He's he's so That's silly. Funny. Like he he loves Aww. to joke and play. Um, he's talkative. My God, that boy talks from like six a.m. to <laughs> nine p.m. That's funny. <laughs> they call him Mister Have Something to Say at daycare because he's always, always talking. At but, one, and that's good. I mean, we don't he's know what he's saying. Then, we don't know what he's saying, but he's saying he's something. trying. <laughs> he's trying to talk. <laughs> but he does say um, thank you. We're working Aww. on please. He does say thank you. Um, he loves Mickey Mouse. He's always pointing to Mickey and Daniel the Tiger. Those are his two favorite um, characters. But he's fine. Um, and yeah, I can't get anything done when he's around. And <laughs> <laughs> why well, DM do like? How do you get work done? Because I think I would just be kissing him all day when when you well, first share pictures of him. Because... I mean, there's there's that, but there's mm-hmm. also like if I have my laptop out, he's like, "Oh, laptop!" and he like literally yeah, is pulling yeah. down the screen and got his fingers on the keys, and I'm like, "You're about yeah. to send that email, and I'm not ready to send it," you know, or whatever. It yes, is. it's always messing up my phone settings or you know whatever. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm just doing it one day at a time. <laughs> One hour it. at a time, one one minute at a time. Yes. Um, you know, he as you know, at this age and being in take care is constantly getting some sort of virus, cold, whatever. So mm-hmm. um and we all did have COVID um mm-hmm. post holiday or in between holidays. So there was a lot going on um with him being around constantly. I'm sure. I'm but, sure. Um Today's a good day. He's healthy. He's at school and I'm here and I can do what I need to do. <laughs> great. <laughs> yes. Any day you can do that is great. So mm-hmm. that's good. But mm-hmm. soon he's going to need his own devices so he can stay off of yours. <laughs> Listen, and, and they have to be real devices. So you can't yes, they know the difference. Or uh, one of the V-Techs in the space. He's like, yeah, that's cute. And he'll toss it and want to play yes. with yours. Yeah. Yep. All, all the time. <laughs> I can imagine it for sure. And it's mm-hmm. so funny to me because the last time I saw you in person, you mm-hmm. were still pregnant at the show mm-hmm. house. So mm-hmm. it's like, I can't believe it's been that long, A, since I saw you, but B, since, like, I can't believe he's here in one. But <laughs> it feels like 2021 didn't even really happen, but it what? did. Right. I mean, there are moments that, you know, I'm sure for you too, because you got married last year, you know, and yeah. so they're definitely those highlights of the year mm-hmm. but it just feels like it didn't happen because we ain't been nowhere and we can't see nobody and we've been hiding behind masks and mm-hmm. you know it went fast it went it, super fast yeah so for me even parts of 2020 i'm like the last thing i remember is 2019 <laughs> <laughs> right that's when all life was normal yeah seriously everything yeah. that you're right everything that happened as, as a matter of fact this is a good time to kind of like shift to the um show house conversation mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. honestly rashida myself mm-hmm. and i came with ellen and miss yeah. mary miss mary mm-hmm. we took the road trip to come to virginia to see yes. your show house space however that was like the first time we traveled or i think i took a road trip and we were all like how do we do this should we take temperatures are we yes. gonna wear our mask in the car but it felt good to be out again well, first of all, I appreciate all of you ladies coming to support me. It was like every time somebody walked through the doorway that was familiar, it was just like the, the house was jealous because they kept saying, oh, they're here to see Kayanda. Yes, we were <laughs> like, coming. Oh, weekend, they're like, they're here for Kayanda. And, and they were like, oh, God, she just has like the biggest fan club. And I, I loved it. Like, I loved everything. Good, you good. All. 
were amazing to come support me. So I appreciate it. That was a huge undertaking. Oh, I was um, happy too. We all were happy too. Yeah. A huge undertaking in a pandemic, being pregnant. Like, it was bananas like I keep thinking about I mean getting selected I remember thinking yay you know this is what I wanted I mm-hmm. went for this but I wanted a small space you know okay new designer new business small budget <laughs> <laughs> this is you know just let's do something to get our foot in the door and then you know I spoke with Steve Mandel and he's like oh we want you to do the rec room I'm like the what <laughs> and I pulled out the floor plans and I said, that's the biggest room in the house. Wow. How, 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 how? And the crazy thing, it would have been bigger. They put a wall in between the space that Niall and I had back okay. back to. So it would okay. have been tw- like, not twice the size, but another, you know, third the size, mm-hmm. you know, being that put that wall there. So glad they did that. Yeah, it was huge. That was huge. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, there's always do what you came here to do, show your design style, but then you have other Mm -hmm. designers that your space opens up to other rooms that your space opens up to. And you're like, you have to consider, okay, what are they doing? So this doesn't look like Pee Wee's Playhouse in here. Not that no Mm -hmm. offense to Pee Wee or his Playhouse. Sure. But like, you know, so that was a thing. You killed it. You definitely killed it. Thank you. Um, Just fortunate and grateful forever indebted to these, the vendors who, you know, stepped up to say, hey, I'll do that. I'll donate that. You want to do a custom sectional? Well, you design it, we'll build it for you. Just send us, okay. the, you know. And so there was a lot of a lot of that that kept my cost down. Good. It was still a okay. lot. Was, you know, still quite a bit of money that was spent to pull it together. But mm-hmm. so much more that was given um, to make that happen. Well, that's good to know because, um, so for those who don't know, we're Mm -hmm. talking about the Aspire House McQueen Mm -hmm. in Virginia Mm -hmm. from 2020, but um, I had questions wondering, like, obviously you had to apply to be in the show Mm -hmm. house, but once you get in, I felt like it was the one room challenge on steroids, right? (laughs) But I was wondering, are you offered sponsorship um, Mm -hmm. to do your space? Yes. So, I mean, I think... Aspire did well to really have a lot of partnerships with people. So like Circle Lighting was one of them. Um, There were others that came through, uh, whether it be some sort of building material, um, some sort of appliance or things like that, that would be a part of the the house in general. Um, So of course they were able to provide us, but then it becomes a thing where we're going to give you the deep, deep warehouse or um, wholesale discount rather. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it may not be, you know, a hundred percent off. You might only be paying 25% of the cost or something like that, but still those little things add up. (laughs) Yes, they do. Um, So then it became, it was something that um, with the help of another uh, friend in the industry who's connected, um, um, who used to work at a showroom who helped me to kind of pair up with like Fabricut and Esquire nice. and things like that because they were a huge sponsor for me. And then having local workrooms mm-hmm. come to the table and say, hey, we'll, we'll fabricate or we'll, you know, make those window treatments for you. Or, or I mean, there was just so much. Nice. Like when you think about it, I mean, it's like, again, a huge space, a lot of space to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Certain things were borrowed. Um, from like, for instance, the Kravitz showroom, which God, I mean, they had some beautiful pieces that I was able to pull into the space. Nice. Um, 
yeah, so goods at cost, um, and then just having to pay for deliveries and receiving and all. Mm-hmm. Insurance, that was another thing I had to make sure I had. Um, okay. I had some pieces of art that were, you know, I think the art package alone was upwards of twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, you know? So, wow, wow. So it's like, I better insure all of this. <laughs> yes, that I was smart. I don't have any, you know, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't do anything if, <laughs> if something happens and somebody punches a hole in something, you know? So, right. it, yeah, so that was definitely... Um, something that if anyone gets into that and doing a show house to make sure you have that covered but mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah it was it was stressful and then the the setup you know I'm a one woman show essentially or was at the time and mm-hmm. just people was just offering hey do you need help I'm, I live around the corner I'm not working or I'm you know I'm just in school I can help And so I just so happened to go into the hospital during that time. So I I didn't even see Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff come into the room. It was a lot of like video and FaceTime and photos. Okay. You know, get it started. So. Yeah. I remember Miss Mary um, yelling at you about putting your feet up. You better have your feet up. There was a lot of people yelling at me throughout yes. that process. Like, will you sit down, please? And yes. so, you know, I tried to listen as much as but possible. But you got through it. You mm-hmm. got through it. And I did have one more question specifically about that. So were you able to name your space? Because you named it the, the Cabin Cool, which mm-hmm. I thought was really dope. So mm-hmm. were you allowed to do that or did they name it? Yeah, I named it that. And, you know, once... I saw the room had all of that shiplap in it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I personally, you know, there are a lot of people who love shiplap. I'm personally not a fan of it. Okay. Um, but it's what the room envelope already had. And so I was like, okay, I have to embrace this. What can I do to make it start to feel like something I would want to do? And so I considered like high lacquer finishes and then mm-hmm. came arrived at this um, faux wood finish that one of my decorative finisher friends does amazing wood grains for anything Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how it came about and it was also inspired just I went to school you know a college undergrad in the mountains and the whole Mm -hmm. idea of mountains and cabins and things like that so I was like you know if we are all coming back together for a homecoming this is like a place I would want us to hang out in and be Mm -hmm. super fun so that's that was some of the inspiration behind that room nice Mm -hmm. yeah it was definitely beautiful um (laughs) Thank and it you. was a good experience. That was my very first show house visit oh, okay. <laughs> as well. So I was excited and inspired, of course. Yes. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about um, your article that I read your article you shared at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, in tw- last year with Business of Home. And mm-hmm. you were very transparent, of course, and talked a lot about um you know, getting over your fears and fears of growth. Can mm-hmm. you share some of that with us? Yeah, I'm terrified. <laughs> what? Um, okay. I think it's it's um it's interesting because I still consider myself to be a one woman show, and I still have not stepped up to the plate like you to hire the help that you needed. I I kind of still do things contractually as as I need them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a goal of mine this year, just like it was a goal of last year, but just life happens and had to make Mm -hmm. some shifts and couldn't make that transition, make that move into getting someone in full time Mm -hmm. or even like officially Mm part-time. So, but I know with the way my life is set up, I can't 
continue to roll like that successfully. So Mm -hmm. it is something that I know I want to do. I always say I want to grow responsibly, meaning Mm -hmm. like just as I need, like I don't want to just do things, you know, um, haphazardly, not that that would be what I would do, but just, Mm -hmm. just get what I need, just take what I need, get what I need. And so, um, you know, making sure that, you know, the bookkeeping and the other, you know, kind of more important things are, are managed in a way that I feel comfortable with. And then layering in some other, you know, administrative help and then layering in some more of the design help um, mm-hmm. at different points is, 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 and has been the goal. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I, I talked a lot about um, just the balance of it. Just, you know, again, journey was not planned for my life mm-hmm. but plan for my life and um, right. you know, I wouldn't have it any other way but definitely being a young small business who is still, still trying to work through a lot of the pain points of how to run a business mm-hmm. just layered on top of the layers of complications you know and, and, mm-hmm. and making it feel really sticky and so um, yeah it's just something I'm still working through but I know that having those different um, people to help where mm. that's their ministry and not mine, but right. also not wanting <laughs> to get to a point where, you know, I get too big and I'm not touching what I'm here for. Like that's I'm here true. to create. And that, okay. that's a part of the fear. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that if I hire somebody tomorrow, I'm in it with a hundred people and I'll never touch a design again. Like that's, that's right. not <laughs> where I right. am or see this going, but I just want to make sure that I'm still able to do that. Um, as the years go on, because that's the most important part to me. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I'm always fully transparent. I talked about it in my stories, like, mm-hmm. and I texted about it in the stories, but mm-hmm. it was not an easy thing. And I don't have anybody full time and not even part time 100 mm-hmm. percent. It is also still contracted. So mm-hmm. I think what helped me was get over the fear a little bit for me mm-hmm. was talking to people and realizing that oh, well, I can hire as an independent contractor Mm -hmm. where I'm not, they're not on payroll. And then Mm -hmm. it's kind of still part-time as needed in a sense. But I think it's about finding the right person. And I'm still feeling that out, by the way. It's very, very for me. And I'm struggling because I like to do everything. Mm -hmm. So it's hard when, like, my assistant is virtual, but mm-hmm. I have a design assistant that's kind of local, but we still been only virtual. Mm-hmm. And um, my... I would say my, I call her my executive admin because she, mm-hmm. she's such a guru. This is her mm-hmm. ministry, right? Mm-hmm. But she had to tell me like, you had to let people help you <laughs> because you are mm-hmm. not Wonder Woman. And I appreciated that because I'm, I really wasn't giving her enough to do because I'm still trying yeah. to do everything in, you know? Yeah. So it is not easy because it's your baby and it's our, it's, this is us, right? So when it's you're hard. used to wearing all those hats too, yes. right? And having yep. your thumb and your finger on that pulse. To have yes. to lift it up off of a couple of things. It's, it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. It is hard. Yeah. It is hard. Easy. And it's crazy for me. It was so ironic. I remember the last, you know, the last place that I worked, you know, I was a design director. I had a team, a smaller team, and uh, delegation was the name of the game. But, you know, mm-hmm. it took some time to get to a point to trust mm-hmm. um, how, you know, the working relationship and, and the flow of information, et cetera, et cetera. But like I was in charge of kind of coming up with the the process and the mm-hmm. documentation and like all of that. 
mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it so much that I kind of was pulling back from design because I just mm-hmm. was so obsessed with making sure that there was a process for everything and that we knew how to communicate and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened. It's like I left that position, got on my own, and became, you know, now it's time to start thinking about bringing somebody on. And it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> right. And I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it was the comfort of being, you know, at someone else's company at that time and, and running it mm-hmm. that way versus my own. But mm-hmm. there's a serious disconnect there for me, and I'm I'm still trying to figure out and how to make that make that make sense for me. Yeah. It's, yeah. It just doesn't add up for me why that is the way it is right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's honestly just something that maybe maybe everybody doesn't go through. But it seems like everybody I'm speaking to and spoke to there, they went through that same Mm -hmm. thing. And even to the point of saying uh, people who are millionaires, that's this is what they had to do. And even when they had to go in their own pocket, this is how they got there, because it was like a risk also it's a risk because yeah. you're paying somebody you're investing in training them and you don't know if they're going to work out yeah you know so yeah it is and, a lot and you get tired of redoing some of the work oh my goodness <laughs> yes ma'am because that's yeah. a big part of it that slapped me in the face like wait i gotta source this all over yeah and it's not even really their fault 100 yeah. percent because they're not you so yeah yeah it's a process yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. it's like Maybe I should have started with an intern. I don't know. But I think I might add one because honestly, you had to be real with yourself and transparent with the people that you are putting in place because Mm -hmm. it's okay to reevaluate the setup Mm -hmm. too. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where I found myself after the approaching 60 day mark. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's talk about where we are and how we work together. What part I own, you Mm -hmm. know, because I take the blame on certain things where I just didn't give you enough instructions or, you know, it's a learning yeah. curve for us so, too. So much, so mm-hmm. much so. Yeah, yep. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure it'll be a point where you already know you can't wait no more. <laughs> you mm-hmm. absolutely have to, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is going to be great. Yeah. 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 And I, I can't wait to get to that point and feel um good about the choices, the decision, the person that, you know, like they become a part of the the fabric of what we're doing and it just feels mm-hmm. like a right fit yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's, I guess it's a process mm-hmm. and it's funny because in my corporate career of quite a long time I never um I have managed people in the past but I prefer to have an independent role so I don't have an admin at, you know in that life and mm-hmm. I never did but friends of mine I had to lean to them like mm-hmm. When you get it, I literally talked to them because I wanted a more business perspective. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they literally told me you have to review those emails in the beginning till they learn your pen. Mm-hmm. So it is going to feel like you're paying somebody to do something you're doing too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of helped me mentally like, all right, so it's not just this situation or just me or that person at all. If this is really a thing, how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you gotta keep I, gotta keep tasting the soup. That's someone used to tell me. Just keep yes. tasting it to see. Make sure they get your your recipe right. Just gotta keep tasting the soup. I love that analogy. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect analogy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So before we start to wrap up, I do have a question that I often ask, and that is, uh, what advice or recommendations do you have that you would share with somebody who's thinking about starting their own business or even getting into the industry at all? Mm-hmm. Well, um, 
I think having some sort of business acumen in some way is helpful. Um, whether it's a few classes that you can take locally, um, or if that's your background, then that's even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there are some that will say, just do it. You know, it's all risky. Just do it. And I mean, I agree to a certain extent, but I think some preparation and maybe that's the Virgo with me, some mm-hmm. preparation, um, makes sense for taking that kind of risk. I believe, um, I did have an opportunity to take some courses with um, E. Cornell and Bank of America, their um, Women in Entrepreneurship Certificate mm-hmm. over the summer, which was so valuable. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just one more thing to have to do, but it was so valuable <laughs> to go through that. Um, there's still so much I want to be able, because I felt like it was moving so fast. It was six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much I want to comb through and just kind of go back and pick out things that make sense for what I'm doing now or things that I can apply to what I need to do now. Okay. Um, But, you know, and those classes were free. Oh, nice. So um, I know that, um, so E. Cornell with Bank of America, and then there's also the one through um, Goldman Sachs. They they have a program free Mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, being able to check out some of those things, if you don't have that background, um, at some point I think is useful and will be helpful to yeah, know. That- I mean, it talks about like, you know, getting funding, you know, grants, you know, um, board of direct, like all of it. Like there's just so, so much, um, so much, so many goodies that one can take away from that experience. So, yeah, I think that's great advice because no one has ever suggested that before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great because people do definitely take for granted that you could just run a business because you can design well mm-hmm. and that you're going to be good at it, but you don't know how to talk to people. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> like, let's or, start there. <laughs> right. Or at the very least, like, whatever your fee is, make sure it's enough to pay your, your business partner who will run the business for you. Like, yes. some, you know, get somebody in there that knows what they're doing. Cause it's, <laughs> I mean, I just like the idea of like, you know, getting the, the different, um, what do you call it? The, um, when you go to apply, you get your license, you get your, you know, all the different things. And then you have to keep doing those things. Like I wish right. someone told me like, okay, you have to reapply. You have to continue to keep things, things, you know, in order and up to date. <laughs> there's, just, mm-hmm. there's so many details that, um, with the taxes and Lord have mercy. I'm just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. It's a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that having those conversations or at least getting some sort of business under your belt mm-hmm. would be helpful if you're going to run a business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. And I do have one last question. Usually mm-hmm. that's my last question, but I do want to know what what part of the business do you actually love the most of our mm-hmm. processes or anything? The part of business that I love the most is the flexibility that I have now more than ever. I mean, it's one thing to be okay. like, okay, I can make my schedule and I, you know, I can go on this trip. I can go to market. I can do this, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But now I look at it like, 
okay, my son has to stay home sick this week. I can keep him here and I could try to get some things done or I could push that or, you know, mm-hmm. realign that or whatever I need to do. I think the flexibility is what keeps me um, somewhat motivated mm-hmm. um, in this because it's it's very much needed. Like, I can't imagine um, the flip side of that where parents only have a certain amount of leave mm-hmm. and then all the leave is gone and, like, but your kid has to stay home. How are you working that out? You know? Right. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the cre- being a creative, being able to do what I love. I mean, I've seen, it's crazy how many times in the last week I've seen that quote about do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I've seen mm-hmm. that thing posted like six or seven <laughs> times. And I'm like, okay, is this a message? What am I supposed to get from this? I'm already doing what I love, right? <laughs> right, right. Maybe it was just meant for me to share that on this podcast today. I don't know. But, like, it just kept showing up in the feeds. And I just thought that was interesting. Or maybe, you know, because it's January, top of the year, people mm-hmm. setting goals, you mm-hmm. know, moving with intention, et cetera, all yeah. of that. So, um, you know, being able to do what we love, that that's another big part of it. Um, outside of the business side, but just being able to do the type of work that I feel like I was called to do with this blessing, this mm-hmm. this talent, this you know gift, yeah, um, and and making it my own. So yeah, that's nice, and I can tell you, hundred percent, I do feel like when I shift gears to work on the business, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm working. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me how do I do it all, it's because I love it and it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's not, it does not feel like work. And yeah, it feels like work when we don't like the certain things. Yeah. But yeah. Like, so I'm not going to like sell that dream, but <laughs> <laughs> um, the corporate mm-hmm. world does not satisfy me at all as much as that and not nearly, but to your point about having a flexibility as a parent, I have friends also on that other arena and it's funny when I hear kids in the background on meetings and we laugh mm-hmm. because now the last two years we're used to it. Everybody's virtual. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's funny because I imagine um, Journey would be part of quite a bit of your meetings if you oh, yeah. had a job oh, doing yeah. something else when he's yeah. home. So that is a blessing. So it's good to hear that positive stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, your precious quiet time to um, <laughs> record this podcast with me today. And... My pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad we were able to connect. Yes. Always glad to talk to you and catch up. You too. Yes. Yeah. Cause we absolutely are. Um, what would I say? Netflix and all of our shows. <laughs> we we became like um, money heist besties because oh <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. it's never ended. But yes, thank you. I appreciate the time, and I look forward to talking to you again soon, more often. Yes, I look forward to seeing you at market. I don't think I'll be at this one. Okay, but I think I will be there in the fall. It's time for me to to get back to it. So. Oh, good. Um, I was going. I meant to ask you: Are you planning to go to market um, yeah. this year? Yeah, definitely. I think the fall will okay. make more sense for my schedule. But yeah, okay. I'll be well, there. thank you, and I look forward to seeing you too. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll see each other before the fall. But yeah. I know that would be nice. I hope. Hopefully, you'll be posting a show house or something, or oh. we could just actually have lunch or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Okay. All right, Kayanda. Take care. You too, Kelly. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.